0: Hey, what's up everybody? Welcome to another episode of Accolades Conversations, in which I talk to some of my favorite artists about who or what they would recommend me checking out. Episode 30 already, and I'm talking to Guillermo E. Brown, a.k.a. Pegasus Warning, a multidisciplinary performer. Most recently, he appears as a drummer in the house band of The Late Late Show with James Corden on CBS, with band leader Reggie Watts. In addition, he has featured on over 45 recordings and has appeared live and recorded with Vijay Yier, Mike Ladd, Matthew Ship, Anti Pop Consortium, DJ Spooky, LP, DJ Logic, Jamie Lydell, Does Racists, Saul Williams, Bus Driver, among others. I'm talking to Guillermo about Pete LaRocca Sims, an American jazz drummer. Born and raised in Harlem by a pianist mother and a stepfather who played trumpet. He was introduced to jazz by his uncle Kenneth Bright, a major shareholder in Circle Records and the manager of rehearsal spaces above the Lafayette Theatre. In 1968, with the market for acoustic jazz in decline, Sims decided to enroll in law school. By this time, La Rocco was already earning most of his income by driving a taxi cab in New York City, a job he held for five years during the 1960s. Sims became a lawyer in the early 1970s. When his second album as leader, Turkish Women at the Bath, was released under Chick Corea's name without LaRocca's consent, Sims filed and argued a lawsuit against Douglas Records, which he won. This is what Guillermo had to add.
1: It's this story, this Pete LaRocca Sims record, Turkish Women at the Bath, a very famous visual work that I think that the record was named after a painting. Um, I'm not sure who the artist is, but this just came to me now. So I haven't done any research to answer this question, but the record first came out as a Chick Corea record. You know about drums, and drumming, and sampling, and you know, and vinyl, and go, kind of going back in time, and, and things that drummers encounter, and musicians encounter. But this particular situation is the record came out, and Chick Corea was also on the record. This is a problem because it was really Pete LaRocca Sims's record. It was his date. I think it was his music. The record's very interesting because it's in the 60s, but it's, it has an ambient base to it. It's like a lot of reverb, a lot of um, sort of things that we probably take for granted right now, but the whole record, the piano is steeped in reverb um, and I'm not sure if it's plate or spring but there's like what we would think of as, you know, it's kind of old tat right now because we've heard plate reverb and spring reverb, but for the 60s for a drum record, for a jazz record, this is like very new Concept. But the other piece of it is that it first came out under Chick Korea's name, a much more well known artist, sort of famous white artist, Pete LaRocca Sims. I don't know if he stopped drumming, whether he stopped drumming or not, he added going to law school to get his record back. And to get the record company to release the music under his own name and eventually was able to achieve that. But I think from a social justice standpoint, from a sampling standpoint, from appropriation and from studio technologies, for right now where you have this concept of digital blackface and digital whitewashing and and those kind of concepts, I think it's really a preeminent example of what artists still and when we have we're talking about streaming and and getting the proper residuals for our work and then and you have nfts and, and 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 you know sort of other ways of trying to conceptualize artists getting reaping the benefits of the marketplace because the mo- we all know that the money is there, but the, the creators are suffering under the current structures still. So um, it's just like all about what artists have to do to protect themselves mm-hmm. and to achieve for their own work. Right? He had to go to law school to battle this institution, the label, in order to just just to baseline get the proper recognition for his own work it wasn't like it was 1989 and we're talking about the meters or you know any of James Brown's drummers trying to get you know we're not talking about that we're talking about his date it's his recording date the record is inspiring his personal action what he was able to achieve by his own sort of decision-making and practice and step-by-step, that to me is uh, incredibly inspiring.
0: Thanks, Guillermo, for sharing this amazing story. Next week, I'm going to be talking to rap legend Raskas about his love for cartoons Marvel and Stan Lee. Thanks for listening.